BP hotline. I have an emotional block. I need to write a grant. I've known about it for about two months. It's now due in two days. And I believe my block is because I have no... I have blocks around words. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. What comes up for you when you have to write something that kind of feels like homework to you, like a grant, and you look at your computer with despair? Stop texting. I wasn't even listening. <laughs> I've gone somewhere else. I'm sorry. Why do you shut down when you have to write anything to do with the grant? I believe it will help my future and I can't think about my future for more than three weeks. It is overwhelming. So all writing for you is stressful unless it's short form and, and misses vital words like and and it and pleasantries like how are you, hope you had a good weekend. You would prefer to skip the chit chat. <laughs> no one does chit chat. No one does chit-chat. Welcome to the Business Psychology Hotline. And welcome to the Business Psychology Hotline. Give me your business psychology questions and I'll solve them for you using melody and rhyme. I became a clinical psychologist in part because I hate chit-chat. I hate small talk. I hate little itsy-bitsy pieces of information about your life that have nothing to do with who you really are as a person. My worst nightmare is going to a dinner party where I don't know anyone and the night is just a series of questions where I am asked what I do for a job and then I ask them, what do they do for a job? And then they ask me, where did I go to school? And then I ask, I can't even complete the sentence because it is so boring. So I totally appreciate our caller's question today where they talk about how boring and frustrating chit-chat is in any version, whether it's in emails or face-to-face, hate it, get it. But that's not really what this question is about. Embedded in this question is the real problem, which is why do we avoid doing things in our work that we know without a shadow of a doubt will move us forward, boost us forward, catapult us into the next level of success, aliveness, joy, confidence, expertise, whatever it is in our careers. We avoid doing it. Why do we avoid doing it when we know it's the thing that's going to be best for us? Like writing a grant or like finally getting visible on social media or starting a podcast or applying to do a TED talk or launching a new offer or hiring somebody. These things that are going to push you forward right? You know what yours is. You know what it is right now. If I had to ask you, three, two, one, what's the thing that you know would catapult you to the next stage in your career? Whether it's your job or your business, what is it? Three, two, one, you know, you know what it is, but you're not doing it. Why? You're avoiding it. You're avoiding it in it. You're avoiding it in it. You're avoiding it. I'm excited about this. Can you tell? We're going to talk about that today, but First, let's do the thing where we say if you're in the right place. You're in the right place if you've ever been asked to stay back at work till 10 p.m. 
and you have said yes even though you've wanted to say no. You're in the right place if you've got a business and you are working 14 hours a day and pushing and grinding because you think that's the only way to have success. You're in the right place if there are days where you want to scream because you are so frustrated and stressed and exhausted by your work and this is not at all enjoyable for you. There are days where you wish you could just quit or light it on fire and run away to Mexico and never have to look at it again because it is stressing you out so much. In other words, all my people pleasers say, hey, all my, oh shit, now I've got to go buy my kid another Barbie because I just snapped at them because I was so tired and irritable from my business. Say, hey, oh my, I promised myself I wouldn't order takeaway for the third time tonight, but I'm doing it because I am so stressed and overworked and I can't be bothered cooking. Say, hey. And finally, all my, I know that I could do something special and meaningful and big and exciting with my career or business if I could just stop procrastinating and do the fucking thing that I need to do to get it to happen, say, hey. Sometimes you just need an elephant noise to really drive a point home. I am your hostess with the mostest clinical psychologist and frustrated singer, performer, slash aspiring musical theatre composer, Talia Rabinovitz, and this is the Business Psychology Hotline. <laughs> where you ask us to help you solve specific problems that are causing you stress and overwhelm and frustration in your job or in your business. And we help you solve those problems by using psychology and neuroscience, but not in a boring lecture way. We do it with song. We do it with, we do it with pizzazz. We do it with, we do it with hand claps and jazz claps and raps and whatever else, whatever other weirdness I bring to that particular episode. And as I'm discovering, I got a lot of weirdness to share. (laughs) And in sharing my weird self this way, it's my hope that we don't only solve the specific problems or challenges that you're facing at work that are driving you fucking bananas, but also that we inspire you to be the youiest you in your truthiest truth at work, because I really, really believe, and I know on some level you know this, that that is where your true joy and your true aliveness lives. If you want to be part of our community and be reminded regularly how to regulate your nervous system and set healthy boundaries and be able to prioritize yourself and your authentic voice rather than feeling so overwhelmed and stressed at work, then make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We put out new episodes every two weeks. And if you want to help us reach more people and be part of helping this podcast inspire other people so we can all feel like we're becoming the ussiest us in the world in our work, then we would absolutely love it if you left us a review, just letting us know what you think, what you need more of. We are here. We want to know. We want to hear from you. And we would be so incredibly grateful if you just took two minutes to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If at any point so far you've been like, okay, it kind of feels like you've been reading my diary, then feel free to head to talia.co, T-A-L-Y-A.co. I've got some free training there that I believe everybody should know. We should have learnt this stuff that I'm going to give you on my website for free. We should have learnt this when we were five years old at school, but we didn't because we didn't really know this stuff back then. But it's on my website. I want you to go and check it out. The training is about how to regulate your nervous system so that you can be in your highest brain at work, which as you work with me in this podcast, you will realize is a core part of settling down so much of the stress and overwhelm and stuckness and frustration you are experiencing and the training on how to set 
beautiful boundaries at work without the fear and guilt that saying no is going to harm your relationships or your business or your career. Those trainings, they are there. They are free. Go and use them. You will love them. They are straight to the point. They are no bullshit. And like I said, we should have learned this stuff 35 freaking years ago. But let's teach it to you now. Head to talia.co. That's T-A-L-Y-A.co. Not Taylor. You know what? I'm just going to sing it for you. It's T-A-L-Y-A. My name's not Taylor. Please know that if there is something bothering you in your life, like constantly having to tell people that your name isn't Taylor, it's Talia, writing a little ditty like that to the theme of like a J-Lo song from the early 2000s really makes things feel better. Sidebar, doesn't J-Lo and Ja Rule just take you back to like being in high school and hanging out like in somebody's suburban street drinking vodka cruises that had so much sugar in them, you got a high more off the sugar than the actual alcohol and just like trying to flirt with the guys the year above you. Anyone? Just me? I don't think it's just me. Anyway, enough of the nostalgia. Let's get into it. What are we talking about today? I'll tell you what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? We're talking about this toxic avoidance loop, this psychological process that is going on, that is keeping you avoiding and emotionally blocked around doing the stuff that you know in your soul is going to take your career or your business to the next level. And we're going to look at specifically what neuroscience has to say about this. We're going to teach you the neuroscience that explains why you are stuck in this avoidance loop. And when you see this, you're going to first of all be like, oh, okay, that makes sense, which always feels good for us. And you're going to get a sense then of, well, okay, now I know what I need to do. Because once you understand the neuroscience, it becomes so obvious what we actually need to help you do to get out of this avoidance and procrastination loop and take action on the stuff that you really want to do. Also, if you're somebody who gets stuck in these negative stories and all these negative thoughts about, oh, what's the point of even doing it because it's not going to lead to anything and, oh, I should just not bother or I will do it but then people will judge me and I'll be more visible and maybe I just should avoid it, whatever your negative stories are, we're going to use the neuroscience to explain where these stories come from and why it is so easy for us to get tangled in them and for them to take control of us. Again, once you see this, you're going to be like, oh, okay. And it's going to become so much clearer what you need to do to get out of this avoidance loop and also untangle yourself from these really unhelpful stories that keep you stuck in that avoidance loop. So this is like neuroscience and psychology for business 101. We need you to know this stuff. Having said that, please don't substitute it for individual psychological care if that is something you're needing. If it is, make sure you have a chat to your GP. So what is this toxic blur? So what is this toxic blur? Don't you love those days where you just cannot speak? It's a really good day to record a podcast. So what is this toxic? Oh my God. 
Toxic psychological cycle. We got there. What is this toxic psychological cycle that you are stuck in? This cycle of avoidance and procrastination and self-doubt. Let me explain it to you. But in case you didn't realize, we do the explaining through the song. So remember to listen to the lyrics. But even if you don't, I'm going to come back and I'm going to explain it on a much deeper level from the neuroscience psychology perspective. But here is the vibe, the gist. I know I could do this really cool thing I could paint the town red with my brilliant idea I know I could do this really cool thing I could take the first step, oh I know what it is But then I think, what would they say? you just feel so sorry for that little part of yourself that's like I know I could do the cool thing whatever the cool thing is for you again starting the business writing the grant going for a new job launching a new offer there's a little you in there that I would actually think of as your soul or your authentic self that's like please let me do this and you keep getting stuck in this cycle of avoidance so Let's explain that cycle on a deeper level using the psychology and the neuroscience. So here's the thing. When we're talking about a toxic psychological cycle, we always want to know what is triggering you to go into one, right? And this is what we're about to do is what we do a lot of in psychology is make this unconscious process conscious. We want you to be aware of it. So the first thing we want to understand here is what is the trigger? What is the thing that's triggering triggering you into this avoidance loop? Is it that you just had a cool idea and you're like, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to apply for that grant. I want to start that podcast. I want to get visible online. I need to da 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 It was an idea. Or was the trigger more like, oh man, I'm stuck, I'm frustrated, I need to do something else, this is driving me crazy. Or maybe the trigger was seeing someone you went to high school with go after their cool thing and they're telling you about it in social media and you're like, I want to do my cool thing and you're comparing yourself and you're getting frustrated. These are the types of things that can be our triggers that can kick us into going, okay, I'm going to do my cool thing and I know what my cool thing is and you know what your cool thing is. So you start thinking, okay, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to apply for the grant. I'm going to look for another job. I'm going to increase my fees. I'm going to launch a new offer. And it's this very thought or even just movement towards this action that can trigger you into a fight, flight or freeze response. And if we're talking about fight, flight or freeze, we're talking about the nervous system, specifically the autonomic nervous system. Your nervous system can interpret you even thinking about doing that cool thing or that very important vital thing for your career as a threat, as something dangerous. It goes, oh my gosh, uh, cool thing, visibility, people seeing me, holy moly. uh." And when your nervous system detects a threat, what it actually does is it 
drops you out of this beautiful, shiny new brain that we have that we call the unicorn brain. It's where you have all your beautiful, bestest ideas, where you're super creative, where you're in your genius zone, where you can solve problems at the drop of a hat. Any brilliant work you've done, you've probably done from your unicorn brain. Your nervous system, when it hears this thought or this idea, I could do a cool thing, hears that as a threat and drops you out of that beautiful shiny unicorn brain where you could make the cool thing happen and into fight, flight or freeze shutdown mode, right? Now, what does fight look like if we've kind of thought I could do the cool thing and our nervous system detects that as a threat and drops us into a fight mode? It could look like, oh, screw it. What's the point? There's no point. It's not going to work anyway. You know, you can sort of hear the uh, fighty energy in that, right? Or it drops you into a flighty energy like a, oh, no, shit. No, shut that down. No, I can't do that. That's It's not going to work. What's the point? People are just going to judge me. Screw it. No, forget about it. Shut it down. Shut it down. Just get back to the job that you're doing that you don't really like doing, but it feels safer. Avoid, avoid, avoid right? Or if it thinks like, this is super dangerous, if your nervous system is like, doing this cool thing is really dangerous, it could drop you into a freeze mode, which has two vibes to it. The first vibe is like a deer in the headlights, can't move, can't think, totally frozen (laughs) feeling. And the second vibe is like a slothy, we call it Eeyore mode, like, oh, what's the point? I can't be bothered. Nothing's going to work anyway. So, when we are thinking about why we get emotionally blocked at work, as our caller said she is blocked around doing this grant, what we're really talking about is a nervous system that is responding to the thing that you're trying to get done by going into a fight, flight or freeze mode. Now, this is very good news for us because... When we get to an emotional block, it is so easy to feel like, oh my God, like what is wrong with me? Why can't I just do this thing? Why am I procrastinating? I have the skills. I have the experience. I have the vision. I have the passion. I have the people. People want this. I know. I believe. Why aren't I doing it? And we can really blame ourselves. But what I want you to understand now is it's not that, you know what? I'm just going to sing it for you in like a chill synth pop song. It's not that you're dumb, or you can't, or your heart isn't right. Your body's misinterpreting a trigger as a threat, and it's dropping you into a freeze fight or flight. I hope that made you feel like you were sitting on a beach, sipping a cosmopolitan, watching the sunset go down which would be so refreshing after months of lockdown, right? If you've been in Australia. If you're not someone who listens to the lyrics, this is what I'm saying. It's not that you're dumb or that you can't do this thing that you have been putting off because it's felt too much. It's not that you're wrong about that being the right thing for you. If it feels right, if the, if your soul is whispering to you, yes, please do this. It's not that you can't, right? It's not that you're not built for it. It's that your nervous system is detecting you moving forward with this thing, whether it's writing a grant or whatever, as a threat. And this leads us into the strategies that we need to use to help you out of this avoidance loop. 
Strategy number one, we need to teach you how to regulate your nervous system. Because if we don't teach you how to regulate your nervous system, you're going to keep getting triggered by things that you need to actually do if you want to grow your career or your business in a way that feels super exciting and passionate for you. And you're going to keep blaming yourself for not being able to do that and thinking there's something deficient with you when it's got nothing to do with that. It's just that your nervous system needs some help learning to stay in the unicorn brain when it is faced with these things that it is perceiving as threats. It thinks that applying for a grant or doing whatever it is, your thing, your cool thing, is a saber-toothed tiger and we need to teach it that it isn't. And that's really what we mean when we're talking about regulating the nervous system. It's helping the nervous system stay in the unicorn brain rather than dropping really quickly into a fight, flight or freeze mode. We want to develop what we would like to think of as like a break where, you know, we get triggered and rather than, you know, skydiving into fight, flight or freeze mode, we're able to go, whoa, nilly. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I meant, Nelly. Okay, let's get back to it. No, no, I'm not done. I'm basically done. The idea that we're getting at here is that we want to be able to go, whoa, Nelly, and pull up the brake and go, okay, just wait a second, let me stay in my unicorn brain for this or let me not do anything on this particular challenge that I'm trying to do in my business or in my career until I have regulated. We want you to develop that break, that whoa, Nelly. What's probably been happening instead is that you get triggered by these things that you need to do to grow your career or your business and your host bolts and it's like and we want it to be like gallop, 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 gallop. Okay, slow down. I can see I just got triggered but now I'm going to regulate back up into my unicorn brain. I said I was basically done. Now I'm properly done. If you're starting to listen to this and are like, okay, well, how do I regulate? I got you. Go to talia.co, T-A-L-Y-A.co. There's a free training on how to regulate your nervous system for business. The link to that is in the show notes. The more you listen to this podcast, the more you will realize the importance of you learning how to regulate your nervous system so that you operate from your unicorn brain as much as possible. And there are three big reasons for this. Number one, I don't want you feeling like there's anything wrong with you or that the reason that you're not succeeding is because there's something wrong with you, like you're just too stressed or too overwhelmed or you're just not built for the kind of success that you see other people having. I think that's the story we start to tell ourselves if we've been operating in a fight, flight or freeze mode for too long and we don't realise that we've been operating in a fight, flight or freeze mode for too long and instead we just blame ourselves. So I want you to know this stuff so you stop blaming yourself And so you start seeing this as just a challenge for us to help you regulate. That's all. We just need to help you regulate. This has got nothing to do with your strength or your capacity or your genius zone at all. And the more we can get you into your unicorn brain, the more you will be able to see that because you'll have access to all your beautiful, shiny, sparkly ideas and problem-solving capacities and creativity and emotional intelligence and confidence, all the stuff I know you really want. 
Which leads us on to the second reason why it is so important for you to be in your unicorn brain, because this is the part of your nervous system that we need to be in in order to do the cool thing, in order to apply for the grant or find a new job or start holding boundaries at work, launch a new offer, find that balance you've been looking for. We need the thinky, thinky, most evolved part of your autonomic nervous system, because like I said, that's where all the problem solving is. It's where you feel creative and believe in yourself and this This is where we want you to be living and working from as much as possible. The third reason why we really want you to be in your unicorn brain, why it is essential for us to get you there as much as possible, is because the mode that you are in, in your nervous system, affects the story that you tell yourself. Let me say that again. The state your nervous system is in, whether it is fight, flight or freeze, affects the story that you tell yourself. The story about how likely it is that you're going to succeed at doing that scary thing that you're trying to do, about how other people are going to feel about it, about how your future is going to look, about whether you've got a chance to make it happen and turn it into a success or not. Please hear this. This is so vitally important. The state that your nervous system is in determines the story that you then start telling yourself. We tell ourselves very different stories when we're in fight, flight or freeze or the unicorn brain. And I will explain it to you using music. When you're in a fight mode, you tell yourself a story that is coloured and shaped by fight energy. And these stories tend to be shaped by ideas, therefore, of control, rigidity, blame, excessive anger, frustration, the stuff that we experience in fight mode. So if you're trying to do something in your career or your business that could lift you to the next level, but you're doing it in fight mode, the story you tell yourself about how it's going and how it's going to turn out might go like this. It never works out. I always have to do it on my own. I can't trust anyone. What's the point? See how that story that you're telling yourself, what's the point? It's not going to work out. I have to do it all on my own. Slamming down the laptop, angry emails back, control, rigidity, all of that stuff, that story that you're telling yourself about how this is going to go, this cool thing that you want to do is colored by fight energy because you're stuck in fight mode. Now let's look like how that story might sound if you are stuck in more of a flight energy. This is going to feel more like a jittery, frenetic vibe, a pushy, grindy, jumpy energy. Think of a mouse on a wheel going around and around. This energy sounds like... Oh my God, I can't stop, because if I stop, then I won't be successful. (laughs) Turns out five years underneath the tutelage of a punitive classical singing teacher did not go to waste. That aside, can you hear that flighty energy, that jittery, we call it like sympathetic energy, that gotta do, gotta do, gotta go, 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 gotta do, gotta go. That energy, really, if your nervous system is in that state, the story that you will tell yourself from that state, the story you'll tell yourself is about constantly needing to push and go or else. And if you're in a freeze energy, then you're going to tell yourself one of two kinds of stories. The first one is going to be a story about how you can't think or you can't move forward and it's going to sound like this. And the story is going to be about how scared and trapped and overwhelmed you feel. 
Or you're going to tell yourself a story from a much slower, heavier state, a shutdown state about how nothing ever works out and how you're always the one that misses out and how you're so stuck and nothing's going to change and it's all pathetic and you're pathetic and it's useless. But if you're in your unicorn brain, you're going to tell yourself a story that's coloured by all that beautiful, glimmery, shimmery, juicy unicorn energy. And that story is going to be about possibility and solutions and creative ideas where you believe in yourself and it's going to sound like this. I got a good idea and it feels so right. I know in my heart that I could make it happen. I bet you feel it too. Now everybody get your hands up. Are you starting to see why I am so obsessed with teaching you about the nervous system? Because it is the origin of where our stories begin, of where our emotions begin, of where our actions follow. If we don't address the nervous system and help you regulate yourself into your unicorn brain, then it can feel like any strategy that we sort of do, whether it's setting a boundary or challenging, you know, those limiting beliefs that a lot of mindset coaches talk about, it's not really going to be as effective because you could be doing that from a fight, flight or freeze mode. Wouldn't you rather be doing all that stuff from your unicorn brain? Of course you would. And this is what we're going to teach you. So when we think about that original question, if we come back full circle, why can't our caller just do the thing, just apply for the grant, just get it done? She's had two months and now two days before she's still avoiding it and doesn't want to sit down and do it. We can start to understand this through the lens of neuroscience and psychology. And I want you to think about this for yourself as well with stuff that you are avoiding doing, that procrastination-y stuff that you are just, oh, I know I should put myself out there. I know I've got a business to launch. I know I've got a new job to find. I know I've got a promotion to go after. Whatever your thing is, whatever your thing is, whether it's increasing prices or doing a new offer or starting a new partnership, whatever it is, we want you to start to notice what mode or modes are you dropping into when you're trying to get it done. And from there, what stories are you telling yourself about the likelihood of it being a success, of you being able to achieve whatever it is you're going after? Is the mode you're in like flight making you avoid it? Are you getting into an edgy fight energy where you're pushing help away and you're shutting down the possibility of it working out? Is it a freeze? What is going on for you? This is what we want to start thinking about because we got to start getting you to regulate and communicate your boundaries so you can flourish into the youiest you that you can be. See you next time. This podcast was co-produced with the hilarious truth seeker Sarah Cohen and best audience Dara Donnelly. Dara also did the cover art They Are a Crazy Genius. Music production and sound mixing by the crazy talented sweetheart Bray Jeffrey.